Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. It's me again, it's Alex Whiteley. And joining me today is Kerry Mitchell from uh, the Pay Care Wells Wellbeing Scheme. Um, I want to say thank you to to Harriet uh, from Zencoms for for putting this together. Um, she's awesome. She suggested Kerry and here we are doing this. So uh, it's awesome. Um, thank you for joining the show, Kerry. You're welcome. It's good to meet you, Alex. Yeah. Uh, well, we like to spread uh, sort of good news and, and good things that, you know, can help people. And from what I've been reading from the website, from uh, what you guys are doing, the, the wellbeing um, uh, scheme at PayCare, this seems like it could be very helpful to a lot of people, whether you're wanting to help people or whether you need the help yourself. Uh, yeah. So can we, we talk a bit more about sort of like uh, what you do uh, and your role and sort of uh, what this is then? Yeah, no problem. Um, so I was appointed um, by Kev um, at PayCare Wolverhampton um, to tackle mental health um, in the Black Country area and beyond. Um, we've seen some statistics, um, particularly in suicide rates. Um, and also the, the main thing is as well is that developing the conversation to support people um, should they be having a crisis. Um, so my role is a mental health first aid instructor. So I've been going into businesses now for three and a half years um, to share, spread the message, to break stigma, um, reduce the inequalities towards uh, mental health because it isn't a rich person's or a poor person's condition. Anybody can develop mental health at any point in their life. It's suggested one in four um, experience mental health, but that's the statistics from the Office of National Statistics it's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it, Alex? That <laughs> um, we know about. Um, it's the other ones sometimes that we don't know about who are perhaps sitting quietly um, with their thoughts. Um, so, yeah, going into businesses, um, spreading the word, and also you know, equipping people with the confidence and the skill set to approach somebody mm-hmm. that may be showing emerging signs of perhaps depression, anxiety suicidal thoughts psychosis um, and unpacking personality disorders as well just to give people and equip people um, with more of an understanding because in previous times as you may know I definitely know people can be really stigmatized um, towards mental health uh, which can be very cruel in itself and that could be an emotional snapping or tipping point for somebody who's ready to kind of boil over god sorry Alex no, no, no. I, I love what you're saying because um, I do. I do feel like it's changing for the positive. I do think there's been some some positive, especially as far as guys are concerned. You know, because there's always that that kind of blokey sort of environment, especially in like those kind of trades where you know Shane is uh, is my co-host. He's a mechanic, so being around that sort of environment, it's very hard for a guy to sort of open up. And um, I remember being younger when when we, when you talk about mental health or someone else suffered from mental health. There was a stigma as, oh, you know, be careful what you say sort of thing, you know, but that's changing now because people are talking about it more, aren't they? Yeah. During the training as well, I encourage a direct approach um, because that can really preserve life, um, which is what, you know, pay care, myself, we are all singing from the same page to encourage and open the conversation. Um, And it, it can be a game changer. Um, yeah. for that direct approach and I, I agree with you Alex with men I still feel as probably if we were to do a poll um, a high percentage of men that perhaps um, don't want to talk about it 
um, because of toxic masculinity, yes. uh, because they might it might be their job role, because it's maybe a high position. Who knows? It could be in all manner of things. Um, but that actually can boil over. Um, and like I said previously, it can cause that emotional snapping. Absolutely. And that tipping point. So we're trying to encourage companies, the wider community, and I've loved doing the e-clinics, which we started in September, um, which we we had the idea, let's get some e-clinics running an hour session, particularly with the way COVID has impacted on people's well-being and mental health specifically. Um, it really has been a turbulent time where people are anticipating that anticipatory perhaps anxiety of what's going to happen next. Um, so doing these e-clinics has provided us the opportunity to engage with companies, the wider community, to give them a more deeper understanding. And they're, they're starting to really vary, Alex, which is amazing. And we're engaging with other companies, other partners um, who can come in and share their expertise as well. So it really does open a platform um, for others to come in and share what they know because they might know something different to us Alex we don't know do you know what I mean we're forever learning aren't we yes we are um, so it's it really has been fantastic we I think the last the one before the last we engaged 50 plus people organizations um, and some charities as well which was great we've had some lovely feedback but yeah. going back to the man the, the you know the manliness side of it that is on my agenda to tackle it next year so we will be working hopefully with some organizations that are male heavy let's say there's, there's the there's also the approach from when when dealing with women is especially today when you you've got there's a, a huge increase and in influx of professional women that want to go out there and obviously do the job as equal to men and there's a lot of pressure there especially when it comes to um you know ha- having children um postnatal depression things like that. Is, is that a big factor as well in, in in today's society yeah we've actually um you tapping into that point we've seen there's been an increase in female suicides during lockdown um and uh, yes it, it's women there is a high percentage of women from the last um research we looked at um, from the labour market survey um, and there was a it was the age between 35 to 45 where women are experiencing anxiety more than men um, so there's a, a comparison there but a, a discrepancy in kind of percentage wise less men were experiencing anxiety and stress whereas women were experiencing more and we posed the question on the last but the one before last evening, the November evening, to say, why do you think that is? Um, and a few people said because of sometimes some women, because I'm not going to label anybody, but sometimes some women um, can be juggling uh, all manner of things. Um, it, you know, whereas sometimes some men aren't. Um, and also the fundamental, that was the feedback we had from that e-clinic. Um, but the other thing to note um, about that kind of percentage is women can have a tendency sometimes to talk more and access the doctor quicker than men do. It's noted. Yes. Um, sometimes some men um, will just kind of let things fester until sometimes a, a friend of some description will say, I think you really need to go to the doctors. 
So that's where that kind of percentage was different. And that's what we kind of unpacked. Mm. Um, there are some really like old fashioned sort of stigmas that do come out sort of in social media still. And it does make me angry, especially when it comes to, there was um, a post I saw uh, recently about um, a woman that was going to become a, a kicker for an NFL team, right? A, a, blo- a guy's NFL team, she was going to become the kicker. Oh my God, the the abuse and the, the sexist, misogynistic cr- crap that was coming out on that was just horrendous. Um, there was a thing a while ago with David Beckham kissing his daughter on the lips and people were like, ooh, you shouldn't be doing that. It's just like it's, it's old-fashioned dinosaur sort of, Oh, it's, it's, it's really frustrating to see. Um, and, you know, I'm so glad that there are so many people talking about uh, normal issues in life that people will bring up, rubbing your face and be like, that's wrong to do, especially when it comes to domestic violence and guys crying. Just so, something simple. A guy crying. Ooh, that's not a blokey thing to do. Yes, it is. I, I, I cry at Batman. I've cried at Batman before, you know. <laughs> I cry all the time. Um, so it's, it's a normal thing. Um, normal, yeah. Absolutely. When it comes to... The thing is, Alex, just to kind of, sorry, to stop, to kind of say no. something there. There's, there's one thing that we all are and probably all have, um, most of us have, let's say, and that's emotion. Um, and it's being allowed and being, or being confident, um, whichever one you want to take, to be vulnerable and express those emotions. And people might want to do it on their own, but other people might want to do it. But because we were told at school, boys don't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you saying that there's some really dinosaur approaches towards mental health in men, particularly as we know. I, I just think, yeah, it's, it can it can really have an impact on men expressing how they really feel. So it's good to know that you cry at, yeah. uh, <laughs> at movies and other things. Uh, the movie Creed had me in five minutes. Gone. <laughs> that was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, love it. oh it's, it's a beautiful film um uh, and uh do, so when it comes to like the e-clinics uh, and what you guys are doing now do you do you feel like um covid has kind of pushed you guys um to advance your technology because everybody's doing things virtually now um most of what i've been doing over the, the it's been really painful to be doing this over the internet because i miss the studio but everything's gone virtual now so would you, yeah. do you, do you feel like you've been jumped pushed ahead with it Oh, certainly. I think a, a lot of organisations have. Mm. Um, the e-clinics, they were always on our agenda because we offer a taster session before. Yeah. Um, when we engage with companies, we offer a, a taster session, so we'll get the company in, we'll bring other companies to network. Um, so that's really what our e-clinics are. They're based on a theme, but that it's also a, an, an opportunity for people to meet each other as well. Yeah. I only wish they were longer, to be honest with you, Alex, because yeah. um, I feel sometimes I'm talking at a high speed to get everything through. I just want to unpack everything so people can <laughs> go away having that bit more confidence. Um, it should be like, you remember how to that tea, that. Uh, kids program they do all the instructions <laughs> really fast and you'd have to record it and do it in slow motion so get... <laughs> just play oh, back in the half idea. speed um i feel i feel like um with with, with today's sort of uh situation i feel like i think like a couple of years ago someone was like yeah i'm gonna call you on skype now i'm gonna call you on zoom and i'll be like you you want to you want to talk to me and, and see my face you, you want to do what that's what i feel like that there's um when we come to stigmas and, and sort of like people, are, especially anxiety, 
people that suffer from anxiety, like going to the shop is hard. Going on a bus is hard. Uh, yeah. Never mind being like, you want to see my face? I mean, you don't have to, of course. But <laughs> it's kind of helped, hasn't it? Like sort of this environment. It does, <laughs> so it, I think you can still build rapport, Alex, with it. I, I really do. I think you can get into rapport with people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been in that moment, isn't it? You know, and sometimes people have got so many other things going on in the mind that, you know, that they, they, they lose that kind of, you know, because it, life can get very busy and stressful. Oh. I love doing the interviews for the biscuits, whether it's uh, in person or here, because I feel like the build-up. I mean, just before I was speaking to you, I was typing away on emails, I was scheduling things, got things going on Saturday. I'm just moving house at the weekend, so uh, there's oh, lots lovely. going on. Mm. I've been waiting since uh, since January to move into this place, COVID and uh, building regulations and changes have, have kept us from moving in, so it's a big deal. Um, so there's lots going on in my life, but when I feel like I'm sitting down. And I'm having a conversation with you now, Kerry. However, this comes on on the biscuit. It's just it just stops life for a little bit, slows things down. Let's have a talk. Let's talk about what's going on with you. You know, it's something really powerful about the yeah. art of conversation, and that's what I like to display with the show. You know, um, when it comes uh, to working from home, um, obviously there's no office bravadery, but there's also no office friendships anymore. Do you feel like that's a big contributor to the, the rise in sort of problems with mental health? Uh, yes, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I think loneliness um, can be a contributing factor towards um, stress. Um, it, it's kind of noted that being lonely can have a similar impact of smoking. I think it's 12 to 15 cigarettes a day. Um, so, um, yeah, I do. I think it's had a significant impact on people anticipating what what might happen next what won't happen next because they're out of their environment so normally when you're in an environment you've got a clear understanding of the business people the way things are going moving forward Um, but when it's not there and that rapport again isn't there and that kind of team spirit and feeling um yeah I do think it's really impacted on people and their well-being I've been what my wife's been working. Uh, she's, she's on a break now, but she works from home, and um, I see her constantly having to like solve these problems by herself, rather than going, "Jane, I've got this customer that needs help over here." Like she can't do Absolutely. that. You know? Yeah, um, it's high octane at times. You know, she's passing someone back from the phone. She gets them back. She's typing away on a computer. Like it's uh, yeah, it, it, there's a, a huge uh, amount of pressure on someone having to solve problems by himself, not having their manager something to do. Absolutely, you know? yeah. Um, so when it comes to uh, the, the well-being thing, uh, what do you guys have on offer then? What what how and how do people sort of access uh, what you what you guys are doing? Um, we have on offer um, mental health first aid training. Um, so that's similar to a physical first aider. Yeah, um, I, was, I wrote down here. What's a, a, a mental health first aider and what do they do? I mean, a mental health first aider is trained to spot the signs of emerging mental health conditions or somebody could have a mental health condition um, and predominantly is to respond to somebody in crisis and to preserve life, um, to encourage that person to get support um, and to get professional help. To I use the word encourage, not to tell the person, yeah. you need to go to the doctor. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. 
as I compare it to a physical first aider, Alex, because I always, I'm a physical first aider. And if somebody was to collapse now, I would be the first to respond to that person. For example, if I saw somebody collapse outside because I can see outside my front window. Yes. And I would respond to that person whilst perhaps somebody else is calling for an ambulance. So I would be preserving life for that person in one way or another. That is equivalent to a mental health first aider. Um, it's kind of having the conversation around mental health and encouraging them to get support, like I mentioned a couple of minutes ago. It's, it's, very, it's a very specific type of uh, skill to deal with someone when they're in crisis. I mean, I've been there, I've done that. And you, you're right, you can't be abrupt. You can't be like, oh, get a grip, Sharon. You can't be doing yeah. that. You need to get uh-huh. down to their level and sort of slowly sort of get them through this before you yeah. can get help, to, you know, whether you've rang the crisis team or whether, you know, you've rang an ambulance. Like, you need to be there Absolutely. to make sure they don't run off or do something silly. Um I, I I applaud you guys for doing that because I think there needs to be more people out there that can do this sort of thing because I've been there. I mean, with my, my, my work professionals that I work with, you know, all amazing people dealing with, you know, uh, situations where people are in crisis. It's not easy though. Sometimes it can be emotionally and mentally draining on yourself. You know? It can. Yeah. It's, it it's can. very tiring. And it's actually for the companies as well to identify the key players to build that kind of, trust understanding and why well-being is kind of integral for for core objectives for the company so it's for the company to assess where are they towards their well-being strategy Mm -hmm. where do they want to move to and what help support and guidance do they need in training staff um i know there's companies that are so untapped yes um, in in kind of they've had no training around mental health yet um so they will certainly be on our kind of target radar next year to support and guide hopefully have you seen an increase in in, uh, in companies that weren't uh, very uh, mental health savvy that have accessed your service and actually made a huge improvements because we all know that um, depression can cause a lot of uh, absence uh, from work you know um it's it's quite a big thing um so you know maybe somebody's got in touch with you and gone we need to get to the bottom of this maybe got in touch with you got some training and now things are better have you noticed anything like that yeah um we've noticed companies reach out um they've started to identify and observe case studies um particularly with ptsd and they're they're starting to be proactive um there was one company who really reached out to us to make a difference um on a a one-to-one coaching level so i did some mental health coaching for that manager so he could respond to the guy that was dealing with PTSD, which it triggered for some, Alex, it, it triggered PTSD. And it, again, it was mostly men that we observed. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we've seen some companies approach us um, with a more of a proactive approach. How do we do it? When do we do it? What does it entail? How long will it take? Um, and it's been it's been amazing. It really has to see the progress because it aids recovery for that person who's experiencing depression, anxiety, PTSD. Um, it can be a support for recovery. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't go to hospital and come out of hospital with a broken leg without a crutch, would you? No, exactly. So exactly the same with PTSD or anything mental ill health related, mental health related. What what aids 
what's in the toolbox to support the person and what the kind of managers need to know. And we've seen more managers approaching us to support other managers, um, which is fundamental um, for recovery. It's, it's, it is good. I read because, um, you know, things are changing. Uh, things are probably going to change again, maybe soon, you know, maybe people will be forced to go back to the offices, uh, come out of the, the lounge now, go go to work, go back to work. That's going to be extremely difficult for some people that I've got used to. Sitting, yeah. You know, having a podcast on in the background whilst, you know, sitting in your pajamas doing the work, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a difficult time for people. Um, it's nice to see people adapting, you know, because yeah. productivity is important, right? We can talk about me- uh, mental health, which is obviously the most important thing. But like when you're running a business or, or when you're trying to, you know, uh, make sure everybody's okay, um, it's good, like you said, to know to have the tools to keep everyone ticking over and keeping work going, you know, about, about being insensitive. Because as you know, we've all know, we've all worked for insensitive bosses that are like, "Oh, you you are you can't come in because you're feeling." You know what I mean? I've seen that. I've seen it. I've seen good bosses as well. You know. Um, so, uh, what's your journey been like with this then? Because is this a new thing that um, Paycare have been doing, or have you been doing it for quite a while now? Um, I've been at Paycare for over a year now. Um, um, so I've been doing this for three and a half years. Yeah. Um, so it has been a remarkable journey, Alex, um, working with the, D- the kind of DWP um, to train their staff you, and some other organisations. I'm not sure I'm allowed to say. Um, if, if, if you're not sure, then probably best not. But like, you know, um, so you've got DWP, which is fine. Um, okay. So, yeah, we've worked with lots of housing organisations, authorities um, to improve knowledge and understanding um, of health and well-being and strategies yeah it's been an interesting journey I've noted people have walked in the room and it's been a tick box exercise Um, and I can feel it straight away when you're in a room you can feel the vibe and I've, I've noticed as well noticed as well at the end of the two days people go out with a completely different mindset towards mental health particularly towards the language that's used mm-hmm. um one of the kind of um activities is around um positive language towards mental health and negative language well the list is as long as you you're you know <laughs> it's very long yeah. Yeah. Um, and then when you pose the question to talk about positive language people have just absolutely I, I don't know where to go with it so that that part of the journey is the destiny is what to get people to the destination to understand mental health which mm-hmm. is the fundamental thing in the first place um and they, they do say sometimes it's really turned the tide here um and how we can talk to people better um to support them when they're struggling so yeah it's been a journey and I'm allowed to share this one story I was training at a company and this lady was Scottish and we was doing the part on suicide um and it does suggest in the training that to find out and explore if there's someone with emerging signs of suicide and they're having suicidal thoughts to then go down the path have you got a plan and she was like going I don't think I can ask someone. (laughs) 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 Have you got a plan? And like, she was like, I mean, I can't ask me that direct go. Have you got a plan? 
Um, yeah. But it is the way forward to kind of, oh, and I did it in a Northern accent and not my Scottish accent. Oh, that's fine. It's staying in. It's staying anyway. I love it. <laughs> but, you know, I, yeah. honestly, Alex, the point of it was, she went, I just, I did it better when I was telling Kev. Um, <laughs> Kev went, which part of Scotland was she Because it sounds Northern to me. No, I did do it better in Scotland. <laughs> um, I digress. But it is actually asking have you got a plant but she said <laughs> because i'm scottish it will sound aggressive Kerry. Abrupt, yeah. yeah yeah exactly and it, it kind of opened my mindset alex to how could i better deliver that with without being direct and we all kind of just said i think it's just saying it in a lower tone and you know mm-hmm. exploring we've all have, we've all yeah. we've all had a dog run away from us and instead of going get in You've gone. Come on, come on, baby. Alex. Come on, baby. You know. Well, that was me with my daughters many, many years ago. <laughs> come on, mate. Have some treats. And then when the dog gets to you, so right now you're in trouble. You know. Uh. Well, as we might put it now, some people have had their Tom Cruise moments. <laughs> What's that, Tom Cruise? He had a moment, didn't he? Yesterday. It was- oh, did he? Yeah, it was shared in the press, yes. Oh, I'm going to have to check that out. I've got a yeah, show. I can it, probably put that on tomorrow. He really did um, let rip, let's say. Oh, is it the uh, COVID thing on set? Yeah, yeah, on set. He really let rip, didn't he? So, I think he's right to, though. You know, if you've got... He's, oh, he's, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. I agree. I, you know, I'm not like condoning it, but yeah, <laughs> everyone's had the Tom Cruise moments. Uh, I always remember uh, Henry, uh, not Henry Cavill, what's his name? Um, Christian Bale had one a few, a couple of years ago. <laughs> Um, they were trying to film and somebody's phone was going off and he's like oh no good for you and he's recorded he's going absolutely mental but he um, he apologised for it but then he he, he ran, ran up the Kevin and Bean show which is a big show in LA and he re- reenacted it with them as a joke just to laugh at himself to be like yeah yeah you get in the heat of a moment and when you're on the set and if someone messes you up that's it you get angry you know hey. <laughs> uh, but no um yeah, I think when it comes to being um, direct about things, especially when it comes to mental health and how someone's feeling, what, what what's making them upset and what the problems in their life. We're British, we're over polite, and we we're, not, we're not direct uh, in, in our na- nature, you know? Uh, maybe if you're from a different part of the world where, I don't know, New York, yeah, man, what's the problem, dude? You know, you can kind of be like that, but we're not. We're Scottish. We're Scottish. <laughs> okay, what's your plan, Jimmy? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> well done, Kerry. I love it. I do voiceover. Um, I do, I've done a bit of voice acting. And when someone's like, uh, uh, do German now, I'm kind of like, oh, it's back into Deutsch. Like, it's really hard to get into that. So well done. I appreciate that. Um, so you've been for this amazing journey then. You've seen people... Um, you know, I've, lives have been saved, I imagine, uh, with what you've been doing, because I've seen it myself, you know, with mental health, where people are at their lowest. And when you see yeah. someone go from their lowest and to a, um, a part in their life when they can function and prosper, it's an amazing journey. It's something it is. great it to is. see. And I suppose, you know what, well, I'm a lived experience of that, Alex. Yeah. Um, I've experienced mental health uh, many years ago. So, and I think that's why we've been so successful in some of, you know, securing some of the contracts that we've worked with. Yeah. Um, when somebody's standing there sharing their lived experience and their journey to their destination, 
um, it gives people that kind of this is real, um, you know, rather than just kind of using other analogies around it. You know, I've experienced it and I've supported both my brothers who've experienced it as well, all as well for different, completely different reasons, yeah. all three of us. You don't always need a reason either, you know, if you've... No. Um, you know, if you've especially got a personality disorder, it's, it's, it can come from anywhere, literally. Um, I mean, this year has been quite difficult for me and my family. Obviously, people that listen to the show will know my situation with the housing, etc. And it's been, I, I have struggled this year. And I did release a, a very drunken uh, video on one of my podcast channels. People seem to really like it because I was drunk, but I was very honest. You know, um, when you've got like um, a group of people around you that you can confide in, uh, they're your people, um, and you get to the point where you feel like you can't speak to them anymore because you've done you've done too much. It's good to have that extra sort of uh, whether you ring in the Samaritans or whether you ring in some a number or somewhere where you can be anonymous it's good to have that person to talk to because there's nothing worse than feeling like you can't speak to your friends and your loved ones right yes definitely um it's really good to have or encourage people to have that kind of again what's in your toolkit for support yeah. and know exactly where you're coming from where people will start to withdraw thinking, I've called Alex six times this week, I'm struggling, I've called him six weeks, he's going to get fed up, I don't want to burden him anymore. It's true, isn't it? You know, so it's really encouraging people to look for other supports um, that they can access. And sometimes support groups related to what somebody's going through can be a huge source of support. Yeah. Um, it can be a game changer so it is it is having all of that knowledge and skills um to share with people so they're aware of what's out there because sometimes alex people don't know what is out there and who can support so it's having all of that to hand um should that person think i'm not going to call alex again he's probably sick to the back teeth you know what i mean of hearing Mm. it all um Uh, i i mean I've I've poked fun of it myself, like the you okay hun type. Uh, I do it sometimes on Facebook, where I'm kind of like, and then there's a lot of if you put a message on Facebook and you're like, I'm not having a good day, da 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 da. Um, me and my community and my my friends around me, that's a, we call that a, a you okay hun message, right? Because that's the response. Yeah. You okay hun? Call me, text me, DM me, you know. Uh, but sometimes it's good to have that vent, isn't it, on Facebook? It's just like because I think that is a sign of I'm struggling. I don't know where to turn. This is a box I'm just going to write in, um, and that's a good sign to to see someone that is actually struggling. And maybe you should drop them a message, you know. Um, I, I had a moment like that last week, and you know, I was inundated with messages from people that make sure I was okay, which is nice. Thank you. To it, it's actually you know, it changes your mindset, doesn't it? Mm. And it, sometimes as well, I I hear the converse side of that from what you've just said. It turns into a positive, mm. but then I've heard the or read the converse side that. When people are putting on, you know, something on Facebook, yeah, having yeah. a rant, oh, she's off again, what a drama queen. Yeah. And I just think, oh, no. To yeah. me, it screams potential. It could be, you know, it could kind of um, start it, to do. Yeah. yeah it, it, and I just think it screams something. Um, and yeah. it's important to respond, as your friends have done, to say, yeah. are you okay, hon? And ask yeah. twice yeah. if you, and that's another thing I hear. Oh well, I text so and so, and they didn't message me back. 
well, I, again, Alex, I've been inclined to text again. I haven't yeah. heard of you in a couple of days. How are you doing? Absolutely. Checking twice. It's uh, it is difficult, especially with social media being what it is, uh, because it is fast. <laughs> but it it's good to have fast. it's good to have one or two friends. I mean, I would say keep your circle small because you know you have got those friends you can rely on. When you have got so many people uh, around you, I mean, it's nice to have all that. Don't get me wrong, but it's nice to have those people, definitive people you can just go straight to. You know, um, you you guys train um, for um, uh, mental health first aiders and and yeah. have you for for companies as well, but you you have services that people can access. Should we talk about that? Yeah, on our, um, on the PayCare website, um, there's a wellbeing box there um, and it kind of unpacks the e-clinics and what we've got coming up next year, the two-day mental health first aider course, the one-day champion course and the half-day. Um, so that's the services at the moment we're offering related to wellbeing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're looking to expand that next year so I'm not going to say anything right now, but we are looking to expand it a little bit more next year with other things. But maybe we could have another um, get up. together and yeah, and explore other things that we'll be doing next year. But fundamentally, those are the key things that we are uh, progressing with to tackle mental health, reduce the stigma, um, and give people more confidence to understand and support people yeah i'm on the website now it's paycare.org there is a lot on this website by the way because paycare offers so much in way of um health uh, and plans to to help you with health but yeah the well-being services there at the bottom it's got the purple tab above it that says new and it's all there and this is this is something i loved i saw this on the website i was like this is exactly what we need right now because uh there's a lot of people struggling out there and uh, you know what I've worked with managers that aren't great with mental health. I've worked with managers that are great with mental health. And I can tell you there is a massive difference. So if you've got, um, if you're running a business, you know, you're quite kind of new to this, I don't know. Uh, and you've got people struggling with mental health and you don't know what to do. Maybe this is a great thing for you is to learn to become a healthcare first aider. It might help. It'll help people that you work with and it might help your product productivity as well. Um, so I think it's great. Um, Kerry, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for coming. I know you've had a busy schedule, um, but I've really enjoyed right, speaking with you. I would love to get you on again, absolutely, in the new year. Yeah, well, um, it would well, be really good if we could do something for or towards men next year. Um, oh, Me and Shane will be all over that. I'd love that. And yes. really tackle um, tackle things towards why men don't talk. Um, to encourage men to talk. I hope it could do something like that. I would love that. That would be an amazing... What a great idea. What a great idea. I'm writing that down. Um, I, I hope you enjoy the Northern accent. Um, not as much as the Scottish. <laughs> the, Northern, <laughs> the Northern Scottish that went wrong. But um, I did ask that lady as well. I said, do you mind if I use this bit of material um, whilst in training? And she went, yeah. It's important. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to the accent again. She was from Hamilton, um, which she said it was the other side of the tide where that is. I'm not quite sure where, but she was, you know, she was like, yeah, absolutely. You know, because she said we did laugh afterwards, you know, with a (laughs) direct. It's a wee plan there. (laughs) plan. Hey, um, I I do get you, though, with the the harshness of accents. My wife's from Colombia and sometimes, oh, she's gone. I can't see behind me, see, because it's back. <laughs> uh, she disappeared. Uh, so sometimes I'll be like, "Yo, sweetheart, do you want a cup of tea?" And she'll she'll 
she speak harshly, but that's not her. That's just her accent, you know. Uh, yeah. it's, it's it's an interesting. It is an interesting, and I think a very valid point that you brought up. Um, I I struggle with accents. I'm a, I'm a voice actor. I do these things, and some I do like a live show, and someone will be like, uh, "Go on, give us an accent, Al," and I'll struggle. I'll just fall flat on my face. I'm used to. Oh, nice, me. <laughs> it's hard, yeah. Um, um, before we get out of here, I want to say a huge, huge congratulations to um, to Beth Beef, Katie Rink, and everybody that's taken part in uh, Carol's on the doorstep. Um, I, it was just so beautiful. To, I couldn't take part in it yesterday because I was sleeping off a night shift. So I'll, I'm, I apologies for me not being there and being able to sort of get involved. But uh, you guys have raised awareness about what you guys are doing across the country. Uh, they were on the one show, uh, the BBC were there, they were recording people singing on their doorsteps. It was amazing. Well done for championing Shrewsbury and this great idea because now everybody across the country is doing it. So well done. Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's another one going on on uh, Christmas Eve, I do believe. So uh, go on to my Shrewsbury uh, website or even on their Facebook uh, and on, on um, uh, Shropshire Festivals as well, have a look. Uh, there's lots of information as to the next one that's going to be appearing. And everybody just goes on the doorstep and they sing. And uh, they did. everybody did this across the nation. It was fantastic. And it started fantastic. Um, uh, I also want to give people a chance to check out our website, which is www.theshrewsbybiscuitpodcast.co.uk, made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, check them out. They'll help you out. Um, and, yeah, um, Kerry, thank you so much for joining me. Um, Always really, a pleasure, Alex. Yeah. Um, uh, quick reminder, it's paycare.org uh, forward slash wellbeing. Uh, check that out. Uh, it might help you. Um, yeah. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Have a great Christmas, Alex. I hope the house move goes successfully. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be fine. It's going to be fun and games. But hey, uh, as long as we're in there, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Peace out. Bye.